Attention passengers, we ask that you please fasten your seatbelts at this time and secure all baggage underneath your seat or in the overhead compartments. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is prepared for takeoff. Hey, Scott here, and I wanted to bring you a special latest comment uh, because of what happened this past week in Western Kentucky. Uh, my hometown of Dawson Springs, along with several other communities, uh, was essentially destroyed by a historically powerful tornado. And I was helping my dad dig out and, and sort of move on this week, and we decided to write a piece for CNN.com. You can find it if you want to read it on there. And I wanted to record a special Red Eye today, uh, so you'd have it on the podcast feed as well. You know, for the Jennings family, uh, Dawson Springs, Kentucky has always been home. Uh, the devastating tornadoes that ripped Western Kentucky apart last weekend, however, turned the town that we love, my dad and myself, into a wasteland of debris, rubble, and of course, memories. Gone are so many homes and lives of our cherished neighbors. Every house on Oak Heights, the street the Jennings family grew up on, has been wiped away. Largely destroyed is the city park, where we both spent so many nights on Little League and softball fields. But we're lucky. Jeff Jennings, my father, who has lived in Dawson Springs since 1958 and graduated from its high school in 1976, made it across town, and he rode out the storm in a friend's basement. Several other people that we know did not survive, and there are still a few unaccounted for at the time I'm recording this. The stories of those who died are heartbreaking, from the two-month-old infant, Oakland Kuhn, who never had the chance to live a full life, to the elderly sisters, Marsha Hall, age 72, and Carol Grisham, age 80, who many of us knew their entire lives. I graduated from high school with Jason Cummins, who's Miss Hall's son. The town was already in mourning. Just a few weeks ago, an 18-year-old boy from Dawson Springs named Logan McKnight was killed in a car accident. Virtually the entire town attended his memorial service in the high school gym where he had worn the Purple Panthers uniform as a star basketball player. The trauma of his loss was still very fresh. And now this. The damage cannot be understood unless you see it in person. Walking around town in the aftermath, it didn't even feel like a weather event had occurred. It felt like a bomb went off. Houses, trees, everything had just seemingly exploded. Tornadoes rip open windows into people's lives, laying them bare for the world to see. You see clothes, dishes, toys, medicine bottles laying everywhere, and you wonder if the people who lost them have the resources to replace them. Intellectually, you know you're standing in what used to be someone's driveway or front yard, but the landscape looks so different that your mind questions whether you're really in the right place. You look at swaths of land that are now covered in debris and your mind drifts to green grass, tall trees, and the kids who once played ball there. Dogs running around, neighbors mowing their yard, flowers blooming. You open and close your eyes hoping that perhaps this isn't real and that a blink can restore the past. But of course, it does not. And you ask yourself, will this landscape ever look the same again? Will it ever again provide the sort of life for others that we once enjoyed? Most Americans are hearing about Dawson Springs for the first time this week. It's a town with a proud history. At the turn of the 20th century, mineral water that came from its deep wells was thought to have healing properties, and it attracted tens of thousands of people annually from around the country. 
The Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team even trained in Dawson, including legendary shortstop Onis Wagner, because of that mineral water. Over time, the town transitioned from health resort to a coal mining town, an industry which sustained it for much of the 20th century. As the coal business declined, though, efforts to attract new industries have been largely unsuccessful. Today, though, Dawson Springs is another small flyover country village with deep roots, but an uncertain future, one that is now in jeopardy because of the tornado that destroyed perhaps 75% of its houses, according to the mayor. Dawson Springs' very existence is in question as people who have lost everything now must decide where to go from here. We wanted to share some of our thoughts about Dawson Springs and to express the town's gratitude for the attention and outpouring of support it has received. The politicians who represent it, from the president who visited Dawson Springs down to the governor and local officials, have been working in great cooperation. Major media outlets like CNN have portrayed the plight of the town lovingly and accurately, helping raise money and supplies to ease suffering. We've both heard from people around the world who want to help, and on behalf of proud Dawsonians everywhere, we offer our sincerest appreciation for the outreach. The next steps for Dawson Springs, Mayfield, Bowling Green, and several other small communities in the affected area could revolve around housing. What kind of life can be put together in the short, mid, and long term for people who lost everything? For Dawson Springs, a town with a small tax base to begin with, what are the long-term prospects if many residents drift away, choosing to restart their lives elsewhere? What of the people who lived hand-to-mouth to begin with, who lacked insurance, whose small business or job was just wiped away? Some of these answers aren't immediately obvious, but for those of us whose character and values were shaped by this middle American town and her people, We hope that interest in what happens here continues beyond just the day's worth of coverage that often accompanies such disasters. Dawson Springs was once known as a place of healing. Today, because of the outpouring of prayers, resources, and effort, it is again. If you can spare a donation of money or blood, please do that. The people of Western Kentucky need your help today and will need it for many years to come. I'm Scott Jennings. That latest comment Uh, was derived from a CNN.com piece that I wrote along with my dad, Jeff Jennings. You can find a number of ways to help. There's the team, Western Kentucky Relief Fund. There's a lot of other homegrown funds that are popping up in towns across West Kentucky. Do what you can to help. We sincerely appreciate all of the attention, and thanks for listening to Flyover Country with Scott Jennings. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is a production of Bluegrass Media Lab, coming to you from the heart of Middle America, Louisville, Kentucky. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Flyover Country on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Five-star reviews will help us keep making the content that you love. To find my latest television hits, columns, and other commentary, go to scottjenningsky.com. And you can also find me at scottjenningsky on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks for listening, and talk to you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, Make sure your seat backs and folding trays are in their full, upright position. Cabin crew, please take your seats for landing, and thank you for choosing Flyover Country with Scott Jennings. 